Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should couples be financially independent or is it okay to rely on a partner's income for Okay, sorry. Should couples be financially independent or is it okay to rely on a partner's income for financial stability? For a guy, if he's going to be cuz I've done phone sessions with guys that get themselves in these kind of positions where they walk away from a lucrative career to do something else, start a business, maybe they've got a bunch of capital, and then they, because oftentimes what happens, especially for first-time entrepreneurs, is that they always underestimate how much money they're going to need, and they always underestimate how much time it's going to take to make the business successful, and so they have unrealistic expectations. They think, oh, 12 months, they'll be successful, I'll be making money, two years, whatever it happens to be. And then three years later, you're still not really making any money and you're constantly taking money from your nest egg or your capital that you have saved up. And so where guys get themselves in the trouble, because I just did a video newsletter recently, is they go through a tough time financially and where like oftentimes like there, there was one I, another one I did in the past year where the guy wanted to take the equity out of their home and use it to put in a business. And, co- and so he shared some of the things in his uh, email that he was thinking about doing with this, I think it was T or something like that he was going to get into. And based on what his expenses were and how much he was going to be able to take out and plus how much he was actually making, he was going to walk away from that job. But the numbers didn't make sense. And so his marriage is going real well and his wife is getting worried and getting stressed out and she doesn't feel safe because he's basically about to take on a much bigger loan to take out on against the family home and so the payment's going to be much higher and keep in mind the payment's going to be higher and he's no longer going to have an income because he's going to stop working for somebody else and work exclusively for himself and based on you know what what his numbers were i was like you need to phase into that it's like you need to build this business in your spare bedroom and get it to the point where you're you're profitable you're making money it's growing and the time to leave your job and do this side hustle full time is when you're making enough and you working for somebody else keeps you away from growing the business to the next level and getting to the point where your your income from your business exceeds what you were making working for someone else. And so once he went through that process and sat down with his wife it totally put her at ease because he wasn't going to, you know, make a much higher payment. He was going to take all their equity out of their house. 
And and there's been other instances where the guys wanted to sell the house and take the equity, not work and put it into a business. And because obviously women want to feel safe and comfortable. And if you're going to do something that's, you know, especially when you got kids and you got bills and commitments, maybe you got them in private school that potentially can make all that income go away. They don't feel very safe. They don't feel very comfortable. And so this was creating a lot of friction. And he kind of had the attitude, oh, I'm the man, I'm the head of the household and I'm going to do this. And she's like, I'll go along with whatever you want, but she didn't feel good about it. And then, because I've been a lifelong entrepreneur, once he shared what he wanted to do, I was like, it's not a good plan. So there's no, a strategic planner once said to me, there's no such thing as a bad idea, only bad plans. And so he had a good idea and he was selling his product, but it was nowhere near the place that he could do that stuff full time. And, um, so you just got to have a much better plan if, you know, it's an entrepreneurial thing. If it, you know, the flip side is say you're both working cause that happens a lot. You're both graduated college, you know, typically people when they're 25, 26 years old, they've got a, you know, they're done with college for a few years. They're no longer getting money from mom and dad and they're, maybe they got a car payment, they got a house, maybe they furnished it with all their own furniture. Sonny's chewing on one of his toys, so if you hear some crinkling in the background, that's what that is. But, you you know, so by the time the average human being is an adult and has an apartment, has a car, and they got their own TV, and they got furniture, and they got pictures on the wall, and they're kind of established, what's going to happen is you're about 24, 25 years old. And so you get together, you date, you get married, and then you have kids. Typically, the woman is going to be a stay-at-home mom, and so her income is going to go away. And so you need to do your numbers, obviously, based on what your new income is going to be without the wife's salary. And so for the guy, the guy is taking everything to pay to to feed and raise and house his babies, uh, along with to feed and house his his wife and provide clothes and make sure the mortgage payment is paid for, make sure she's got a car to drive typically, that the school's paid for, that the soccer activities are, are paid for, you know, that kind of thing. So that's a big thing for couples, especially when someone wants to start a business. It's always better to kind of start it as like a side hustle. Have it in your spare bedroom or your garage or whatever. And once it is profitable and making you good money and it's maybe making half or 60% of what you're making in your job, and being able to work full time in it would enable you to increase the revenue to where you can replace your old old job. Then that's when you move. Because a, a lot of people, and I did this when I was, I mean, when I started my first business in real estate, I borrowed fifty grand on my credit cards. I quit my job at Syntex Rooney, and I had you know no cash flow at that point. I just had I had additional debt because I had bought two properties. Now I got two additional mortgage payments. I got power to keep the power and the lights on. I got water to, to water the lawn. I've got construction costs. I got closing costs. So it's constantly outlaying money to fix these things up. And you don't get your cash back until you sell it and you have a closing. And after about three months of that, I realized that I was going to run out of money in a few months. And I got a mortgage to pay. I was married at the time. And it's, you know, you don't want to stress your, your wife, your family out. So I ended up doing was talking my, my way into a job with the company I was buying my foreclosure properties from so I could learn a lot more about the business, you know, the other side of the business that I didn't know, the financing side, the acquisition side, how to find these houses, how to negotiate the deals, how to finance them to the end users and all that stuff. 
And so I changed my business approach where I just kind of burned the boats and quit my job at Rooney. And, but reality set in that, you know, I only had 50, 60 grand. I think it was that I was able to borrow on my credit cards back at the time. And, uh, that would get me four or five months down the road with buying two houses, making mortgage payments, making my existing mortgage payment, my car payment, the lawn payment, the pool service, the bottle water. I mean, all the stuff that, that, you know, we had bills for. And so it's sometimes you have to adjust your plan, but it's, it always takes, you know, way more money than you think. If you think it's going to take two years to make it successful, it'll probably take eight or 10. If you think it's going to take a hundred thousand dollars to make the business a success, probably going to end up taking three or $400,000. And so everybody always underestimates how expensive it is to start a business. And they tend to overestimate how quickly they can get it done. I mean, all the success that I had in business when I got into the, what I'm doing now, it's like I slept on my dad's couch for four years. I originally thought I was going to be there six months. And, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money. And I, for about 10 months, I waited tables to bring extra money in until I figured things out. And then it was just kind of like a long slog of doing videos, of writing articles. I was doing everything my, myself back in the day. And eventually it took off and it did well enough that I was able to get my own place. And then it just, you know, as I continued to grow the revenue, I, you know, I slowly kind of got back to the lifestyle that I was used to before when, back when I was in real estate doing well, but all, you know, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. And like I said, the biggest thing that's always shocking is that you have an idea, you have a plan of how you think things are going to go. But the reality is it's a lot harder, takes a lot longer and way more money. So Always know your downside risk and everything and never risk more than you can afford to lose. And, you know, dudes that think that they're going to be able to take some equity out of their house and do nothing for a matter of months and then they'll be making tens of thousands of dollars a month in profit. It's like that, that like never happens. So I have a question. If a couple is like um, is dating, do you think that they should um, have joint bank accounts? Like together. Well, I mean, I've got friends that have been with their wives 30 years and they suck with money. They can't balance the bank statement and they just give her all the money and try, you know, they look at the bank statement occasionally, but, you know, paying bills and all that stuff, making sure the taxes are done. They just like, they suck at it. And, um, and I, I remember there was a, one of my first clients I got when I got in this business, that was something that after he got married and had kids, he was in the military and um, his wife was great with numbers and bookkeeping and making sure all the bills were paid. And he, he called me and did a joint you know, phone session with um, he and his wife. And cause when, when they got married, they came to, I lived in Orlando at the time. They came to visit me in Orlando cause he wanted to introduce me to his bride. And, um, and she was a sweetheart, really cool woman. He, I mean, he was one of those guys that, you know, he punched above his weight. He got a woman that most people look at him and are like, what's she doing with that dude? And uh, he was a great guy. He was a good husband, uh, became a good father. Eventually they had a bunch of kids together. And, um, and so the marriage was going great and she was paying all the bills and everything. And she put him on a budget. She's like, you get X amount of dollars a week to buy lunch or whatever. And, He's, you know, he wasn't happy with the budget and the money he was getting and stuff. And so he's like, I'm going to take it. I'm the man of the house. I should be doing this. 
And so he takes it over and just, you know, he was always kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. He'd spend too much and, and then he would hold off paying the phone bill or the electric bill or whatever. And, and so it would freak his wife out because all of a sudden the cell phones would stop working or the, you know, the, they, she'd get a letter saying the power is going to be turned off tomorrow unless you pay the electrical bill. And then there's not enough money in the bank account or whatever because he spent too, too much money because he wasn't following a budget. And so he called me because in fully expecting me to, you know, to totally side with him. And because he's also mad because she wasn't having sex with him either uh, because she didn't feel safe because she went from running everything great, running a tight ship. All the bills are paid. She felt safe. She felt comfortable. Everything's everything's perfect. The credit card, everything's paid. And then he starts running it, and she doesn't know what's going to get shut off next, or if somebody's going to show up, you know, wanting to repo the car or whatever. Because he also would, with kind of, would not tell her things. And plus, he was just bad at, you know, bad at numbers, bad at at um, bill paying, and all that stuff. And so, as we were talking, I, I just said, "Dude, she's better at it than you are, and you're mad and getting angry. She doesn't want to sleep with you. She doesn't feel safe. When she was running, she felt safe, and you guys were." fucking like rabbits and now it's like you're barely touching each other and she doesn't know what's going to happen next and it's your job to make her feel safe and comfortable and quite frankly you suck at it you should look at the statement the bank statement and see where the money's going and stuff like that but and so he did he, he let her he gave it back to her and she, she turned things around in a matter of weeks and it's he had uh he had to be, you know, he had to kind of swallow his pride a little bit because he just sucked at it. He was terrible with numbers and his wife was, she was great at it. And she ran the household, she, you know, they had a bunch of kids. She was a stay-at-home mom. She felt safe when he came home. She jumped into his arms. It's like they, you know, but that was a big, big hiccup. It created a lot of problems because he was being stubborn. He was being alpha. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the army after all. What are you going to tell me? <laughs> and, um... But once he turned it back over to her, because it was it was the right decision. It was a smart smart thing to do. Yeah. When um, I was married, <laughs> um, I wasn't working, so that's what I did too. I would like because my we were young too. My husband would like just go out, like buy beer, and, like so I'm like, why are you spending? That's like our grocery money. And he was in the military, and you know we're young. And he's just like this is first like this second year, so he's not making that much money. And he would just, like, spend it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't just be eating out all day. I'll make food. You have to come home and eat the food I make, not go out and eat fast food every day, you know, when you have a break. I was like, I'll make food for you each day, but, you know, you can't just keep spending money that we have to save that we don't have. Yeah, but if you're going to turn your bookkeeping over to your girl, she's got to be really good at it because, you know, you talk about joint bank accounts. If you have a girl that has no self-control and she's just always spending money like, you know, my ex-wife, I loved her to death. She was a, a great wife, but she could had no self-control. She grew up. She was a little spoiled. Her parents were wealthy and her, her mom and her were just, they constantly went shopping together and just spent tons of money. And, and uh, when we were married, she would take checks from our checking account. And there was this dude that came in and there was this, uh, he had this like little catalog and there'd be like bird cages or flower pots or just oh different God. knickknacks for your house, kind of like a, a home goods kind of thing. And the stuff that was in it was pretty cool. But she'd go through this catalog and just, you know, 
end up spending more money than she was even making and writing checks out of the bank account. I see this. It's like, you know, and then she's eating into my money and I had to stop her from, from doing it. And uh, I think eventually I just got us, you know, gave her her own bank account and then her check got deposited in the main one and p- put her on a, an allowance just because she, you know, like I said, if you're, if your girl's terrible with, with math and money and, if she's got access to it and can't exercise self-control, she'll empty your bank account. I knew a guy that when I was in uh, real estate, he was a very successful broker and he and his wife had a lot of investment properties. And this was before the, you know, just before the crash happened. And was it oh oh seven oh eight? you know, when the real estate market blew up and he was always bragging. He was kind of arrogant. He was always bragging about how great his wife was and they were college sweethearts and they were, you know, Christian and, perfect and we got the dodge minivan and we're just so awesome i'm a successful real estate guy and you know, always kind of bragging about it a, a little too much and then um his wife cleaned out the company bank accounts took all the cash out of their personal wow. accounts and then i guess because she was also an officer she quit claimed a lot of the properties over to herself and just like took everything and left the dude high and just stabbed him in the back the worst possible way took everything and uh dipped out on him basically and uh and then he ended up working at the mall somewhere and this guy was making six figures very successful working at the mall i think he works in a men's store helping guys uh, with clothes or something like that and then he got up in the pickup community got really big into mystery the mystery method and stuff like that and, you know, at the time, I think he was probably late 30s, probably early 40s, that I remember we would see him downtown. He'd, he'd be out every fucking night of the week trying to pick up girls. He had a little rotation going, and he was so proud of himself. And I saw a few of the girls he was looking up with, and I was like, hey, he, he was digging them. But, I mean, the bottom line is he's constantly out every night chasing ass, trying to improve his his skill and get over it. And it's like... It kind of crushed him. He never recovered. He never got back into real estate either because he could have done really well this, you know, last trip around with the real estate market exploding. But that was a dude that put himself in a position to just get absolutely destroyed financially by his wife because he wasn't paying attention. He just was trusting and gullible. And that's part of why he kind of went to the extreme and kind of live like a broke college student, you know, even though he's kind of like, I can't remember, he had three or four kids, I think, young kids. But his wife had cleaned him out, and so he's working his BS job at the mall and uh, just so he can chase ass seven ni- literally seven nights nights a week. And he got pretty good. I mean, he was pretty smooth to, to watch him out at the bars and the places in, in downtown. And uh, But you know, that happens. I, I had another friend that they had a multimillion-dollar house, and uh, they had investment properties, and he, she was going to keep the main house, and he was going to keep the investment properties. That was the, the deal they worked out verbally. And what does he do? Like a dummy, just goes and signs a quick claim do, deed, gives it to her. And so now she owns the house, even though he's still on the, you know, the mortgage for half the mortgage payment. So he's legally obligated to pay the mortgage, but now he has no ownership right to it because he signed a quick claim deed before the settlement agreement was signed and then so after he signs this over to her when he gets the the papers and stuff it's she's wanted half the investment property she's like hey we agreed to this and then we go to the judge judge is like hey you signed the quick claim deed 
And so he ended up having to give her half of his investment properties as well. And she later told him, she's just like, I just wanted to make it so you couldn't afford to have another family. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's messed up. And she came from a very wealthy family. Their their family makes ten, almost a hundred million bucks a year. They make they they have a big company, and so she had really good attorneys. And I was like, dude, why didn't you call me? He's like, Ooh. It's like, because I was a real estate broker. I was, you don't, do not sign that. But he was trusting. He's like, hey, we got kids together. She wouldn't screw me over. So, you know, even in business, I had two business partners. It was better having separate business accounts for our, each division of the, of the company. So it's a smart thing to do. It's joint accounts. It's, I personally keep things separate like that. It's just better. And you look at somebody like famous people, like somebody like a Billy Joel, who in the 70s and the 1980s was like one of the biggest recording artists in the world. Tens of millions of dollars just flown into the bank account through you know, record sales, music, merchandise, his touring. The majority of his career, where he made the majority of his money, he gets into their like early, mid-90s, and then he he's trying to buy something, and they're like, "Oh, your card's been declined." He's like, "What? Your card's been I'm fucking Billy Joel? What? My card's been declined?" It's, or you know, trying to get something out of his bank. He's like, "There's no money in there." He's like, "What?" And then so he starts looking around, going to the bank, and like the bank accounts are empty. He goes into his safety deposit boxes, and there's all these IOU, hundred thousand dollars, you know. So as he had turned all of the managing of his money over to his ex-brother-in-law from his, like his first wife, I think it was. And what happened was this brother-in-law, was, he was just an idiot. He, he took his hundreds of millions of dollars in money and put it in all these you know, deals that went bad, these businesses that you know, the guy didn't know what he was doing. And then you know, plus he just pissed a lot of it away and, and wasted it. And so you imagine Billy Joel, he's got kids now with his wife, Christy Brinkley, at, at the time. And he's like, I, I should be in coasting now at this point in my life. And now I found out that like every penny that I ever had had, in essence, been stolen, embezzled, and just pissed away on bad business deals. And there were, I saw that, and I think it was behind the music. And so that's another extreme. If you don't pay attention to your money, whether it's your girl, or your business partner, or your bookkeeper, it's like there's so many examples of people that got fleeced. So no matter what you do, you should always look at the bank statements. You should always look at your retirement accounts. You should always know what money is going where. Because 